Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Okay, welcome. Today on the show, we have Stace Casario with us, and he is the founder of a company called Trust Deep Branding Agency. Uh, he's an award-winning writer and branding expert with over 20 years of experience, also a real estate investor. So we're going to jump into all of that on this episode. And I think we're going to have a lot of uh, good nuggets here for you guys. Without further ado, Stace, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. How are you today? Doing very good. Doing very good. Thanks for jumping on. And we were talking a little bit before about how we have a lot of investors on this show and we're always trying to educate different folks, whether they're passive investors or maybe aspiring sponsors, uh, things like that. And I think we'll be able to provide some value there talking about marketing today, also talking about your real estate investments. But just to kind of kick it off, maybe a little a little background on you, how you started the firm, how you got into real estate. I know there's a lot to unpack there, but maybe you could give us a high level uh, overview on that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've worked in advertising for a little bit more than 20 years. And something that I've noticed that we were missing is a, a process in which to develop trustworthiness. Because, you know, like we were always like, oh, we want to get consumer engagement. We want to generate awareness. We, we want long-term customer loyalty, but we never really talked about how we do those things, you know? And so um, trust is this strange thing that we don't feel like we can talk about. Like it's like magical. It's like, we don't know how it exists. We don't know like how it's created. We don't know if it's destroyed, if we can ever make it again. So I decided to create this agency called Trust Deep. And the name is sort of a metaphor for the three types of relationships I think everybody has like every relationship you have, whether it's your friends, your family, colleagues, investors, whoever it is, there are three kinds of relationships. And uh, the first one is people knowing you. The second kind of relationship is people liking you. And the third one is people trusting you. And, and mm. trust is like deep down kind of foundational uh, relationship. So like, if you think like somebody knowing you starts in the head, somebody liking you happens in the heart trust happens in the gut. So that's like trust it. deep. So like you talk about, you say, Hey, we've got a trust deep relationship. So that's the, the firmest, uh, the firmest kind of uh, re relationship. So we help our clients um, build genuine trustworthiness. And we've got this four part system that we call the trust dynamic. Um, so it's not just talking about trust. We actually help people figure out like what elements of their marketing or the communications or their branding um, are lacking in that area to to help develop better trustworthiness. But um, it's it's we we work with um, real estate professionals. We also work with people in technology. I'm outside of Boston, so there's tons of technology companies sure. out here. So a lot of our clients are in that or the financial services sector. But but I'm a, a real estate investor myself, so I'm always trying to merge the, the two, my business and my passion. Um, and so I, I've, I've owned real estate for a little bit more than 20 years. Um, I bought my first single family rental right after I got out of college. Um, it, was, it was a fantastic idea. I wish I had bought more then. No kidding. <laughs> but yeah, but like um, a lot of a lot of investors, you know, like either they, they take a long time ramping up or they like have like a slow start like I did. And so I'm, I'm learning, but I have other buildings now and I'm investing passively um, with a with this in the syndication, but I'm looking to always do more of that as I, as I learn more and meet new people. Yeah. That's, that's one of the nice things about the business. There's a lot of different flavors. There's a lot of different levels of participation kind of on a, a passive to active continuum, how, how much you or little you want of that. And there's, 
you know, it's always going to be there, right? It's not a, uh, it's not a fad. I mean, right. <laughs> just different ways to, to approach it, but uh, it's kind of a, think about it like golf, you know, this is a skill you can, you can hone for a lifetime, right? It's yeah, not, it's not absolutely. going anywhere. So um, and you can, and just like golf, you can play all over the world. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be just in your backyard. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So did you say Austin or Boston? I missed that earlier. I'm, I'm outside of Boston. Boston. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You've got some- I wish I were in Austin. I mean, I, I, the, the weather here is just too cold for me. We had snow overnight. So I'm all right. Someday I'll, I'll move farther south. Yeah. Yeah. I like Boston. Uh, I've got some business partners up there and been up, been up there a number of times, but it gets, it gets a little chilly. It's a little chilly, but yeah, good, uh, good city. So I, I like this concept that you have Stace about starting to quantify some of this, this, uh, you know, kind of inherently, uh, nebulous idea of trust. Right. And so yeah. I, I'm interested to learn more about the, the process that you built and, and what you walk through with the client to, to kind of get to that outcome and what that looks like. Is, can you, can you kind of peel back the curtain on some of that? Sure, absolutely. So in order to understand something, we we have to be able to talk about it, right? And so I, I discovered that we didn't really have like a, a language to talk about trust and we didn't really have an understanding. And, and it's one of those topics, like you sit down to talk to somebody about it. Um, it's just like a, an odd topic to, to talk about. It's it's um, So the second you start talking about it with somebody, they think you're up to no good. You're like, you're, yeah. they're tr- you're trying to trick me. It's like, if you were sure. to say to somebody, do you trust me? The first, like it sends up like red flags, right? Sure. So, um, but it's, it's, it's a natural thing because we just, we don't quite understand how it works. It's like, obviously an emotion, it, it's not part of our, our rational being. We can't really think why, we can't really understand sometimes like why we trust people. Um, that's because we don't necessarily have a handle on how to how to break it up. But I, I, I found that there are these four factors that all sorts of reactions or behaviors fall into that we can we can determine like those things add up to being trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And um, like we said before the show, we were just talking and it's like you can't ask or demand somebody trust you. It just doesn't work. Words don't do it but your actions do. And so we have this thing, like I mentioned that the trust dynamic and there, there are four factors. One of them is credibility. The second one is track record. The third one is empathy or your ability to show empathy. And the fourth one is alignment of interests. Mm-hmm. And that's really making sure that your motivation and someone else's motivation are aligned. Um, and those four factors, they fluctuate depending on the situation, the people involved, um, how much money is at risk, whether it's just like something friendly between you and friends. Um, so you, you can imagine with um, somebody who's investing $100,000 with a, with a syndicator, there's going to have to be a very high level of, of credibility and track record. Um, if you were to share like personal feelings with somebody, like an opinion, uh, you'd really want them to index high on em- empathy. You might not necessarily need to know about track record or credibility. So they're, depending on the situation, those, those things fluctuate. Um, and we discovered that once we're able to have those four buckets, we can start to look at um, our client's work and say, okay, so you're communicating with your customers now. How are you stacking up as far as credibility? How are you stacking up as far as track record and, and, and so on? And the, the way that we're able to understand how they're performing in those, 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 those um, areas is to really define what each of those means. So let's talk about credibility for a second. So credibility isn't just you telling the truth. It's not just me believing you in the moment. Credibility is 
your um, it, it brings in integrity and integrity is do your values and your actions line up like the things you're saying are the, the, the same things that you're doing are you are you uh, walking the talk um, so you, you can see how that might play out if um, you are you know in, you introduce yourself to somebody at a, at a real estate meetup and you're, you're talking about some of the, the the things that you believe in or the, some of the things that you've done but they don't that doesn't match up with like something you said earlier in that conversation or um, if, if those things aren't lining up, people are going to have some doubts about your credibility. But you can you can develop credibility almost instantly um, just by knowing what you're talking about. So credibility comes from that idea that like, I'm having a conversation with you, whether it's about golf or cars or real estate investing or the economy. And you know, you've had this situation or this experience, I'm sure, like you're talking to somebody that you've just met. Within 30 seconds, you understand this guy knows what he's talking about. And so that's going to influence the, the, the way that you feel about that, that relationship or, the, or that person. Uh, there are also times when you're talking to somebody and you know, 30 seconds or a minute into the conversation, you're like, I don't really understand what he's talking about. I don't necessarily believe him. He doesn't necessarily seem to have the, the, the credibility to, uh, to, to talk you know, authoritatively on, the, on this topic. Like if you and I were, sitting, were, to, were to sit and talk about golf, I don't know golf the, the way you do, and if I tried to fool you, you're going to know that, you know, so like right. you, you, you've been in those situations. We start talking oh, yeah. about cars or real estate investing. We're going to be on the same page. It only takes so. one misstep, right? And then you're using the wrong. I was I talk about nomenclature a lot, right? When with our coaching clients, like you really need to start to understand the nomenclature of this industry. Because if you tell a broker a word in the wrong context, he blew it. They're going to know. They're going to know you don't know what you're talking about. And it's going to taint your uh, entire credibility. So I, I, I love it. Isn't that amazing though? That's so like, even like these, like you said one word and I wasn't even thinking that much, but like, I was thinking like an idea, but like one word, like one word, like used incorrectly uh, is enough for us to, to just like almost discount like everything that that's been said. So, right. um, it, 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 it's fascinating. So that's, that's what credibility, that's how that works. Um, the second one is, is track record. And so track record, this tends to be like the, the textbook definition of trust. So like in my mind, the textbook definition of trust is um, a promise for something happening in the future based on events of the past. And we, we tend to think of trust that way, but actually it's much more nuanced than that. But that's just like one easy way to think of it. But track record is like somebody wants to work with you and they say to themselves, what's the likelihood of an event in the future turning out the way it has in the past, whether it's positive or negative, right? So if you, you can have a bad track record, right? I mean, sure. record's not, not always positive. So the way to develop track record is simply um, to, do, to do good deeds, right? Or to, to perform well, or to um, follow through on the things you said you were going to do. There's no way to get around track record. That's one of the elements of trust that needs a long time to develop. Um, so we, we try to make sure that our, our clients, whether they're in finance or in uh, technology or, or real estate, are able to demonstrate their track record without just saying, trust us, we've been in business a long time. Right. So um, some ways you can you can do that, though, it's like so you, you've I'm sure you've seen businesses that, that say, you know, in business since 1916 or something like that. And you're like, OK, well, that's, <laughs> that's some track record. Yeah, you, you've been around uh, more than a century. Um, 
And I, I talk to people in real estate and they say, well, how can I develop a track record if I've never done a deal before? And I'm sure that's where I was going you, next. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, so there, there, there are ways to do that. And so I say to people, okay, you may not have done a syndication before or even owned and, and brought a property f- full cycle, but you didn't just show up on earth today, right? So you either had a job before or you were in school before, like somebody knows you and you're able to borrow other people's track record when, when they're associated with you, right? So right. Um, I look on LinkedIn and, I, and I, I see people who are commenting on their friends' posts or their colleagues or whatever. And you, you can see that what this person is, first of all, they have credibility because they're speaking articulately on that topic, but they also have this network of people. So you, you can start to understand whether somebody is, um, if, if they're people associated with them, you say, okay, they've got track record and they're, they're like borrowing somebody else's track record. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's, I think we all do that. I don't, I don't know if you have, you have kids, but like, so like, like my kids, like when I, when I want them to like, like do something or, or like, like help, like, you know, babysit a, a neighbor's kids. Like I'll walk them over there. And so like, I know the neighbors, so I'm, Hey, Brian, you know, like this is my daughter, you know, like, you know, so I'm lending my, my track record to Brian. Brian knows I'm a good neighbor. Right. Hopefully, you know, it, it translates onto my, my kid who who's going to watch their kids, you know? So um, that's, that's one way to help build track record if you don't have any. Um, but if you, do have track record it's important that people know that that's why like i go onto your website i've seen like past deals that you've done or i've seen testimonials from people who are happy about you reviews for your podcast all of like listeners anybody who's listening to this if you like this show or any podcast you go and and listen to leave a review because leaving a review builds track record for the person doing the podcast in this case you know, you're giving a lot of your time to bring information to people. If people enjoy it, they can help build your success if they're interested in helping you the way you're helping them. So that's that's another thing we talk about with our clients is, is trust is reciprocal. Um, when you do something that helps build trust for you, hopefully you're building trust for somebody else. If you're extending trust to somebody, more it's more likely that they will then extend trust to you. I mean, it's, it, it's about being being human, right? It's about understanding that we all have something um, at risk in, 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 the, in the situation, whether it's a business deal, something with your, 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 your wife, your partner, something like that. All these relationships that we have in our lives or business, we have to try and understand that other people are in the same situation as us. And if we work just to get our needs fulfilled, it's, it's very one-sided. And that's something that destroys trust very quickly. And, and for People out there who are looking to do deals, you have to understand what your clients or investors need out of a deal. And that's alignment of interest. And I, and I skipped over empathy. We can come back to that one. But alignment of interest is the fourth factor. And that's really you understanding what somebody else needs and you saying, you know what, what you need and what I need, we can accomplish those things together. And it's not one-sided. There are business deals that are one-sided. And when I say business deals, it's not just necessarily an investment. It could just be an arrangement, you know? So I had, just to, to give you an example, one of my buildings, I had a pro- property manager in place and it became quickly evident to me that he was interested in him getting paid before I, I was gonna get paid. So at the end of the month, rents were collected and he would always pay himself uh, out of like his fee out of collected rents. And then like two weeks later, I'd get paid. 
And so, and so it was obvious to me that he was either, maybe it wasn't even malicious, probably wasn't malicious, right? So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But he was more interested in, in him getting paid than, than taking the necessary steps to transfer the money to my account. So that's just like a, a small thing. And that's obvious to me as a small investor. You know, those two weeks are um, important to me. And I can see online, I can see rents were collected. I can see that they, they were deposited into his account. I can see that he took his fee. I can also see that two week span where, you know, that money was, was somewhere other than in, in my account. Sure. Um, but uh, alignment of interests is like, is, is very important. You know, so like I ask our clients, describe your vision, describe your purpose as a business person. And they might say, I'm here to make money. And I say, okay, fine. So the, anytime we advertise your business, it should say, come give us your money. Because that's your, that's your, that's, that's your, right. no, nobody would ever say that. Right. So our, our motivations have to be different than making money. It have to be helping people or serving people, right? We're in the business to serve people, whether I'm a, a service provider, you're a service provider. If we sell a product, we're in still in the, the business of serving people. So you have to understand that your motivations need to be aligned with somebody else. Profit will come as a result of you doing your job well. But you have to align what you need and what people need, um, or else you're just not going to be as successful as other people who figure that out. I love it. Yeah, I, I like the the comment about something being one sided, and that's not that's not a good formula for repeat success. But I think it works the other way too. And you know what I've seen a lot of, especially kind of in the syndication space in the last couple of years, is this abundance mentality and providing value first. And that without expectation. And I think, you know, you've seen this content explosion over the last couple of years and a lot of people going first and providing value. And that has kind of the, the positive opposite effect of, of um, doing a one-sided deal, right? It kind of creates some trust up front when somebody's providing value with no expectation of return, putting it out there in the world. And um, that's, that's been a very interesting phenomenon to observe personally and with, with other people. It seems like the people that I know that have done well in this space are kind of the, the givers, right? Uh, in fact, my, my brother is a saying, and he, I don't know who he got it from, but I, so I misattribute it, but um, that life gives to the givers and takes from the takers. <laughs> and you, it's hard to quantify that, but I've seen that I've seen that play out too many times to uh, to argue with it. So it's it's interesting. I think we have some influence over that that trust and credibility um, on the very front end by being more of um, kind of an abundant abundance mindset. You know, give give first, uh, give value first type. Yeah, absolutely. So your brother's a wise man, and so whoever he he borrowed that saying from, or maybe that's his own saying. I mean, that that that's straight on it's it is it is it is perfect and it's true because we see that in in our lives um we see it in business so um you can you can work in an opposite way for a short period of time you know i had um a, a friend i used to live in in connecticut close to new york and so i had a friend who would say do you know why there's so many bad restaurants in new york and i would say no and he said because there's so many people and so like you can be a bad restaurant and stay in business because like you don't have to have repeat business. <laughs> right. But, but like, right. so like you, you can, you can shortchange people. You can, you can put yourself first and that, but there's a limited amount of times you can do that unless you have an unlimited amount of, of people who will try you one time. But for people in, in this game who want to have repeat investors, 
you have to build long-term loyalty and loyalty is going to come from, um, from alignment of interest. That factor builds loyalty better than the other three factors because it gives people something to believe in beyond your service and beyond your product. You and they have a similar belief. And if, and if, 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 if you're religious, if you go to church, if you have friends who believe the same things you do, when you have the same belief as somebody else, you have a much tighter bond. And it goes beyond who you are as people or what your jobs are or like what neighborhood you live in. When you have shared belief, you, you're, you're much tighter to that person. It's just, just the way we're wired as, as, as human beings. It just, it's, it, it's phenomenal, but it works in business just as well. If you can get somebody to believe in your mission, they will be a customer for life. If there are questions about what you believe and what they believe, if your motivations are misaligned, they might work with you once, they might work with you twice, but you're going to have to work to find new customers because they might not be back. And it's and it costs like five to seven times more to find a new customer than to maintain an old customer. So anybody who's listening, whether you're a broker, a flipper, a syndicator, wholesaler, whatever your deal is, work with your existing customers to build long-term relationships. It will be cheaper and it will be less frustrating. It's less, less effort, but you have these much better relationships and those people will end up referring their friends, their colleagues to you. And that is like the cheapest, most effective form of advertising, word of mouth. So, Yeah, I love it. That's it, it, such a great point. There's a, a big focus, I think, in any business on building the top of the funnel and getting in front of new people. And it takes a long time for yeah. that to work. And any business that's been around for any amount of time has a customer base, hopefully that likes them. And that then there's networks there. So that's an interesting paradigm to focus that attention back on the people that are already uh, converts, right? right. Uh, because Absolutely. everybody's got networks and in this connected age in social media, this, um, the networks are so much more accessible. Um, I, I know we didn't, we touched on empathy Stace, but I wanted to kind of take it back there and make sure we had a chance to kind of address that uh, as one of yeah. the four uh, uh, components here. Yeah, so empathy is our ability to be human, right? So a lot of people will dismiss empathy as a soft skill, but I, I, I say that it is the easiest way to build trust. Empathy shows people that you care about them as a person. So you're validating their point of view and you're validating them as a person by listening to them. It doesn't even take any effort. It takes maybe some, some patience, but you don't necessarily have to agree with people in order to show empathy. It doesn't mean you're agreeing to do what they want to do just by listening to them, but by listening to people, you're able to show them that you respect them as a person, you're going to hear them out. And I guarantee you the information that you get, whether it's your customer or your wife or your friends or your neighbors, whoever, the information they give you is going to be very helpful in you having a successful relationship because they're going to show you or tell you what they need or want out of a relationship. At that point, you, you, you can make a judgment. You say, I'm able to give this. And, or I'm, I, I'm able to give it. I didn't know what they wanted. Now I understand what they want. So I can shift directions. Um, or you can say, you know what? We don't necessarily have the same things in mind. I, I, I like what you have to say. I can't do that. It's, it's, it's like if somebody were to say, you, you know, let's say you're looking to, to um, buy a house from, from the owner and you say, hey, what do you need for your house? And he says, I need $300,000. And you're like, okay, I, I heard you. And he explains why. And you're like, I can only give you 250. We don't necessarily have an alignment of interest. I listen to you. I appreciate where you're coming from. <laughs> Good luck. Um, right. So, but, but it's that ability for us to 
give people the time to 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 speak and, and to listen to them. And I and I think like we'd all be much better off in in this country or the the, the world if we just listen to other people. Um, I think too often we think we know what other people want. We think we know what other people are all about. We tend to categorize people in in, in one category, uh, but we just don't listen as much as we can as, as we should. And I think nothing bad comes from listening to people, you know. So whether you're in business or whether it's it's, it's personal or whatever the relationship might be, but with your customers, when you listen to your customers. And you don't always have the opportunity to listen to people one-on-one. So there are other ways that we advise our, our clients to listen to customers, to understand what's going on in the marketplace. When you listen to them, you're able to deliver a product or service that suits their needs. I mean, you can like guess all day long what somebody needs for a product, but when you understand exactly the thing they're looking for, you have much higher conversion. You have much higher loyalty. Because first of all, because people enjoy that you you've you've created a product. Do you ever like buy something and you're like, this is exactly the thing I need. Whoever whoever made this problem product had the same problem I did, and they were able to to solve it for me. That's a much better pro- um, experience than you saying, oh yeah, this thing is mediocre or this thing this thing's adequate. Great, I'm glad I have it. But like when you have those moments, somebody listens or somebody understood the problem, that goes a long way in building a deep connection with with that person. Um, but, but uh, something else I, I do want to get, I, I get back to this idea of like, what do these four things mean for syndicators or uh, real estate investors or real estate professionals? And I, I, I have to tell you, it's like a hard sell for me to, when I talk to real estate professionals about marketing and branding, um, and I, and like the secret I say, is like, okay, you don't need branding or marketing if you want to, if you want to only sell to your, your, your friends and your, in your, in your family, right. If you want to go beyond that, you're going to need to develop something to differentiate yourself. If you want to charge a premium or have higher than expected profits, you're going to need to develop some way to stand out from other people. You're going to have to develop loyalty. We, we pay more for products that we're loyal to. And even if those products fail us sometimes, we will forgive them and we'll go back to them. That's like one of the magics of like of uh, 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 branding is that like we forgive things that we trust because nothing's perfect in life, right? No situation right. Is, uh, always always works out that way. But we will go back to somebody we trust, even if there's there's been a hiccup, and if they recover. Well, if they can build that trust even stronger than it was before, and they, like we we talk to customers about that, like 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 recovering like from a bad service experience or like you know something something went the, something went south on a, on a deal, like how do you how do you fix that? And it's and it's possible to fix that. Trust can be rebuilt. Um, very few times is there like the, the complete destruction of trust. I mean, like something really bad has to happen um, for, for that for that to be the case. Yeah, which is which is good. I mean, hopefully you don't, don't end up in that situation, but um, that's good that that avenue is there. I, I love it. This gives, I think, hopefully people a lot to think about it as they're building their brands out. Because a lot of us do start with, if we're talking about raising capital, it's kind of a friends and family first circle, which everybody starts with. But at some point, there's going to be some concentric circles beyond that. And we talk about multifamily syndication. It's almost entirely a trust game. I mean, you, you might have a hundred investors in a deal, but um, they probably didn't come to you because they saw um, 
just stumbled across your website. I mean, sometimes that's the case if you if you've been around longer, but there's probably a referral or somebody they know that's invested with you. There's some somewhere in the kind of where you're kind of daisy chaining this trust along. Um, and, and that and that's what's getting it done, which is which I like. I like about this business. It, it really is like a hundred percent a relationship business. Um, and and you kind of have this network effect over time as you as you grow your business. But this is really good food for thought for for syndicators, operators, really any business person. Um, how do you you know if somebody wants to engage with you on kind of setting up their brand, fine tuning this whole process? What what does that look like, and how do they how do they connect with you? Sure. So the best way to get in touch with us is through our website, trustdeepagency.com. Even even before engaging with us, like we offer free consultations to anybody who reaches out to us, but there's a lot of um, content that we have on our site that's specifically for real estate professionals about branding, about marketing. There are templates there. If somebody wants to like build a mission statement, for instance, there's, there's a downloadable template there. So there are a lot of videos too. So um, trustdeepagency.com is, is our website. And we, we always love talking to um, real estate professionals, um, you know, because I'm always trying to have more clients that are in, in real estate, just because I, I enjoy it so much. And it's, and it's one of my passions. Um, and uh, I speak the same language as, as, as them. And I, 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 we have like similar motivations. Like we all want to get to a point where we have, we have enough passive income where we don't have to do the, like other things where we can make choices in life. So I, I right. completely get that. Um, but yeah, I, I've had a great time on your show. Um, any any final questions for me? Or well, I think like we probably talk for two, three hours. I want to be respectful of, of your time here, but we're going to link to the website in the show notes. If you're listening to this, you can just hit that. And uh, I love that uh, you guys have content out there kind of for, for everybody to consume, get to know, uh, like, and trust you. You know, I think that's a, obviously an approach that works. So we'll link to that in the show notes. And um, if folks, if you want to learn more about, uh, this aspect of your business, reach out to Stace and the team. And uh, thank you very much for, for jumping on today. I enjoyed it. My pleasure. Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.